Welcome to 100, episode 162 of the LDS Study Session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. We're going to continue with our Come Follow Me studies for the week. Uh, we're looking at November the 4th to November the 10th, Hebrews 1 to 6, talking about Jesus Christ, the author of eternal salvation. Uh, and today we're looking at the section which is entitled, Jesus Christ Suffered Temptation and Infirmities So That He Can Understand and Help Me. Um, there is a clear message here, and I, I kind of touched on it yesterday when talking about knowing the love of our Heavenly Father through the Saviour because of what the Father allowed the Saviour to do. Um, this is a, f- a few sections in Hebrews which really underline how intimate the atonement is, that the Saviour did not take upon him all the pains and sicknesses and tra- temptations and trials of all the world in one big lump uh, that he just had to work through, but he felt it for each individual son and child, son and daughter of God. Uh, and let's not forget that he took upon him the pains and sicknesses of all the world and all those children, not just the ones who would accept, because it had to be a complete and perfect atonement uh, to make it possible for the agency of man uh, to be able to be utilised so that all could come unto him because, of course, if he only uh, took upon him the pains and sicknesses of those who would come unto him, then there would be no choice or there would be a predestination for those that do not eventually choose to uh, to accept the Saviour's atonement into their lives. Um, we're going to dive straight into a few things that have stood out to me. Uh, first of all, beginning in Hebrews chapter 2, um, because there's quite a few sections linked to this. Um, Hebrews 2, 9 to 18 is one of them. Uh, and in here, it's pretty pretty self-explanatory stuff that because of the Saviour, uh, we are able to overcome sin, that we are able to be sanctified and made perfect through the sufferings of what he went through. Uh, he is the captain of our salvation, I like that phrase. Uh, but also we have in verse seven, uh, 16, this verse, he said... Is, uh, the author says, For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, and then verse 17, Wherefore in all things it behoveth him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Um, I like this because we this links to um, a verse in Mosiah where we know that Mosiah, well, um, not Mosiah, Abinadi speaks of the seed or the seed of Christ. In Mosiah chapter 15, uh, verse 10 to 11, it says, And now I say unto you, who shall declare his generation? Behold, I say unto you that when his soul is made an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. And now what say you, and who shall be his seed? Behold, I say unto you that whosoever has heard the words of the prophets, yea, all the holy prophets who have been prophesying, who have prophesied concerning the coming of the Lord, I say unto you that all those who have hearkened unto their words and believe that the Lord would redeem his people and have looked forward to that day for a remission of their sins, I say unto you that these are his seed, or they are the heirs of the kingdom of God. Um, We know that the seed of Abraham is is the same as the seed of the Saviour, that now that he has fulfilled the law, the Abrahamic covenant is made available to those who accept the Saviour as their as their saviour, and through faith and repentance on his name, and then being baptised by immersion and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, that we can be cleansed and brought uh, to the saviour as Abraham's seed. 
Uh, and so he knows us, he is aware of us, he has seen us as he has, part as he has partaken our sins and um, our temptations. And I think that um, that is something else uh, that was important, was that the Saviour didn't just take upon himself the, the pains and sufferings that we go through, but he also suffered the temptations that we go through so we could be aware of us and know what it was like. Uh, in Hebrews uh, verses uh, 4 to, sorry, chapter 4, uh, verses 15 to 16, uh, we read this. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to, to help in time of need. Um, the Saviour went through these things so that we can be um, helped, so that we can be we can know that the Saviour is aware of us and knows what it's like to have been through what we go through. Um, and I think that that is a wonderful blessing to know that. In uh, April 1996, in a talk called Faith of Our Fathers, um, Elder Joseph B. Werfman said this, quote, No matter who we are, no matter our talents, abilities, financial resources, education or experience, we all can serve in the kingdom. He who calls us will qualify us for the work if we will serve with humility, prayer, diligence, and faith. Perhaps we feel inadequate. Maybe we doubt ourselves, thinking that what we have to offer the Lord is personally too slight to even be noticed. The Lord is well aware of our mortality. He knows of our weaknesses. He understands the challenges of our everyday lives. He has great empathy for the temptations of earthly appetites and passions. The Apostle Paul wrote in his epistle to the Hebrews that the Saviour is touched with the feeling of our infirmities because he was in all points tempted like as we are. Close quote. We are able to rely on the Saviour and know that he is very aware of our sufferings and our needs because he has been through them. In a talk called The Labours of the Vineyard in April 2012, uh, Jeffrey R. Holland said this, quote, Whether you are not yet of our faith or were once with us and have not remained, there is nothing in either case that you have done that cannot be undone. There is no problem that you cannot overcome. There is no dream that in the unfolding of time and eternity cannot yet be realised. Even if you feel you are lost in the last labourer in the eleventh hour, the Lord of the vineyard still stands beckoning. Come boldly to the throne of grace and fall at the feet of the Holy One of Israel. Come and feast without money and without price at the table of the Lord. Close quote. Um, this is available to us. The Lord, our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, knows who we are knows the sufferings that we go through and what we have been through, and so he's standing there ready to help us. I want to close with one more verse and a quote on this, which is really fascinating. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Which indicates to me that the, sa the Saviour had to learn what true obedience was like once he suffered what we go through. I mean, the Saviour, he loved iniquity, he loved righteousness and he hated iniquity to the point that really it's, I mean, it was still obviously a choice to him, but he was so, you know, pure and virtuous and, and clear in what his vision was with the Father that he always knew what he had to do. He knew the right choice and he would always make that choice. But he had to learn what obedience was like in the midst of a, you know, a dull November, day, rainy day where we are feeling the worst that we can possibly feel, uh, perhaps, to know what true obedience is like, to still make those right choices, even when there are many things against us. Um, 
And of course, he had to feel those many things. And this is why he had to be um, able to, to go through those and to be tempted. Um, like it says in verse 15 of chapter 4, which I just read, I find it interesting that sometimes people find that uh, almost blasphemous to know to say that uh, Christ was tempted uh, to do things. But of course, we know that that is actually true. Uh, we know in the desert he was tempted with the three things by Satan, but also he has felt our temptations so that we can he can know what we have to go through. Uh, how W. Hunter said this, quote, It is important to remember that Jesus was capable of sinning, that he could have succumbed, and that the plan of life and salvation could have been foiled, but that he remained true. Had there been no possibility of this yielding to the enticement of Satan, there would have been no real test, no genuine victory in the results. If he had been stripped of the faculty to sin, he would have been stripped of his very agency. It was he who had come to safeguard and ensure the agency of man. He had to retain the capacity and ability to sin, had he willed so to do. He had he willed so to do. As Paul wrote, though he were a son, he, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered, and he was in, in all points tempted like as we are, were, are, yet without sin. He was perfect and sinless, not because he had to be, but rather because he clearly and determinedly wanted to be. As the Doctrine and Covenants records, he suffered temptations but gave no heed unto them. Close quote. And I think that that really sums things up really well. That the Saviour suffered these infirmities and temptations so that he can truly understand and help us because we go through them. And so how much better is it to know that there is someone there that has been through the things we go through rather than someone that went through life not making a mistake and now that we have to answer to. It is a, such a wonderful thing which then means we can then boldly come to the throne of grace and ask for that support and blessing and help. Thank you very much for listening to this study today. If there's anything that you've learned from what we've studied, please sh uh, share it at mattsroberts90 Matt or email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.